It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for zero dollars so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions. Blog Talk Radio. Today, welcome to the Liberating Inner Beauty Revolution show, a platform where we get together and share valuable information, wisdom, and great tips so we can break free from those vicious cycles that are keeping us stuck and rediscover and welcome a true master to higher being because you know you are one. I am Lucia Gabriela, your empowering and transformational health and life host, and today I welcome you to experience the seat to your liberation. I am honored to share this space again with Tina Marie Bernard. And last time we had such an amazing talk. So please uh, go back into our archive of um, shows, episodes, and check out the first episode that we did with Tina Marie. And I tell you, you're going to love it. Uh, but also, before we talk and bring Tina Marie to the show again, I have two announcements. Uh, the first one, as you know, Every guest has a special gift to give. So for that, you're going to have to go to liberatinginnerbeauty.com where you're going to find an uh, option box and you're going to put your name, your email, and you're going to subscribe and you're going to get uh, all the instructions on how to get uh, not just Kinemarie's gift, but every single speaker's in the show gift. Our goal, my friends, to remind you is that we want to make sure that we bring the best speakers, the best programs, the best uh, techniques and tools and everything that you need so you can break free from any circumstances that are just keeping, you know, keeping you stuck in your life. And we have amazing speakers, so please sign up for the, um, the gift and uh, you're going to discover that there are amazing tools and Amazing wisdom that you will be surprised and you were like, wow, I should have listened to this before. <laughs> and the other one is the other announcement I have is that sign up for the 28 uh, Liberating in the Beauty email revolution that we started back in May with amazing 18 mentors from all over the world. And we all put together these uh, revolutionary programs so you can break free from abuse, fear, guilt, and self-imprisonment and rediscover your true being and welcome, you know, welcome uh, yourself and be able to just reach your goals and dreams. So I welcome you, you to self. So for this, again, you're going to go back to liberatinginterbeauty.com. You're going to see, again, um, a purple box, and you're going to subscribe. You're going to put your name, your email. Subscribe, and then for the next 28 days, you're going to receive use recipes, superfood to detox, meditation, visualizations, and so much more. I'm done. <laughs> I, I just want to hear Tina Marie today. So, 
Tina Marie, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you back, and I'm so excited about the topics. And and um, yeah, come on. Hi. Yes. Thank you. Good morning to your listeners and to the world out there. It's glad to. I'm very happy to be back and glad to talk about you know the conver- the, the topic a little bit more deep in more detail. So you know, you said last time this was your favorite topic. I think it's mine too. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely my favorite topic of all because I feel, like I told you, it's, it's, it's enough. I think that it is enough that we have hit bottom in our society where we need to take all those uh, onions layers of sexuality taboos that we have and be able to break free from all those and, and just welcome ourselves as a sensual, sexual human being where sexuality is not used in the dark, Side, but it's beautiful alignment of our spirit, our heart, our mind, our soul, and um, yeah. So I'm so love the topic of sexuality. It's definitely one of my favorite topics. And like we spoke last time, um, it's so important that we embrace sexuality, sexuality, and happiness. You know, be happy around it because we want to raise kids that are aware of this. So let's talk about more about the kids today because this is the topic for today, like how to talk to kids about sex, sexuality, how to connect all the dots with them, how to explain them what it is, and I please go ahead, like share your wisdom about that. Thanks. You know, I, I just can say that, first of all, I'm a mother of two, and uh, so I've got a an 11-year-old and an almost 6-year-old. And so these are conversations that I'm having on an ongoing basis with my own children about you know, as they're as they develop and grow, and they have questions, the best advice I ever got regard, regarding having the sex talk with with my children came from an educator. Uh, I was doing an article article on the topic, and I interviewed her, and she she just pointed out very clearly that there isn't just one talk we have with our children. We're having ongoing conversations, and that every time your child has a has a question about their body, about the way their body works, their body parts, you know, the genitals or anything, or as they get older about how babies are made and what it's like to kiss someone and all these kinds of questions that we really just have to answer them directly and lovingly and that a lot of times adults actually eroticize the conversations whereas a child is just curious. And so that that bit of information has really helped me every time I've been you know, in one of these conversations with my children. And sometimes they're really funny. And I've learned I need to laugh during these moments. Um, I'll just relay a couple of anecdotes. My son was about uh, eight years old, and he knew by then where how babies were made. Because, you know, he, he was six, five and a half when his sister was born. And so, you know, he, he'd gotten the very basics down as to moms and dads make babies. And so he, he had some basics uh, on on that he, he knew the word sex and, and the body parts and such like that. So he was just really curious. So I'm putting him to bed one night, and he just out of the blue says to me, Mom, do you know everything there is to know about sex? And I thought it was a really important question. <laughs> and I wanted to destigmatize the word for him. I didn't want it to be like this big taboo word. So I'm answering him, and I'm giving him some sort of general statement like, no, not every adult knows everything about sex, but it's important that you can ask any questions you have about sex and and I'll do my best to answer your questions about sex. And then he just looks at me and he says, Mom, can we not use the word sex so much? Can we call it mating? (laughs) (laughs) 
he just made me laugh. And, and, and so that was one another, another jewel that I got as a parent trying to raise children who are, who are thoughtful about this topic, which is sometimes you just have to laugh and, and, enjoy, and enjoy their new discoveries. And it's not always going to be easy, but I will say that I think the easiest conversations I've had as a mother with my, with my old eldest for sure, because the younger one is still very much in the dark about most things, she's only five, is um, that I just have to be open to where he's at with his level of comfort and then follow that lead. And so it is, it, it, and the other thing is that having a conversation about procreation was actually a lot easier than having conversations about the meaning of sex and intimacy between grown-ups and the value of of, of love and commitment and, and passion and pleasure. Those are the parts that I think are probably even more important. You know, they can learn about the procreation in a, in a textbook, but they can't learn about what it means to fall in love and how to respect somebody and how to navigate adulthood, you know, as a sexual being from a textbook. But that has to come from adults and parents being willing to to teach them lovingly about the importance of of intimacy, you know, at a deeper level, at a spiritual level, at a, at a pleasure level, and that's been that's been the biggest challenge. And I can also say, uh, and the most rewarding to, you know, my son now has a statement that he'll say to me, "Mom, I have to be a colleger when I when I when I have first my first girlfriend." You know, he he's kind of like in his head already figured out. He, he uses the word colleger as just a word like you know, like high schooler, he, he kind of created that in his mind. But he's got in his head that these are behaviors and experiences that are really for people who are grown up. And I think that's important, especially in today's society where there is so much around us that is sexualizing our kids at a very early age. So they're not really just exposed to sex. They're exposed to sexualized ways of being and especially the message about how girls are supposed to behave. So for me, that's a, a big a big win that I want to work on with my, my children, that they don't just jump into this because um, it's shoved down their throat, that they can make a decision to, as an adult, be ready for sexual intimacy when the timing is right for them. And they're still little, but, you know, these are the things I think of as a sex educator, you know. As much as, as I and my colleagues are focused on the topic, a lot of people who are sex educators are the most powerful champions that I know for protecting kids from being sexualized too early. You know, we don't want to keep our head in the sand about that. So that's another important bit of advice I can offer parents who are listening. Um, be there with the information that you can give them, destigmatize it, and empower them to say no for as long as they're able to say no so that their yes is really their own. You know. Yeah. So, how old was you? You said your son was like, at what age was it? That, that one conversation with sexual... my son. Yes. He was about eight years old at the time, maybe nine, uh, closer to eight. Although, uh, you know, we like I said, we have not just had one conversation. We didn't just have the chat or the sex talk. Um, we have ongoing conversations that start that started when he was a about four or five 
And that was the time frame that was right for him because I got pregnant with his sister. So, you know, he wanted to know where did it, you know, where did the baby come? You know, why was there a baby in my belly? And and we answered the questions that were, I've always answered his questions as simply as I can and as age appropriate as I can. Not, not giving him more information than he's really asking for, you know, um, and, and so that he can always ask. And his sister started to ask questions now. Well, she's more interested in just like the body parts and why boys and girls look different. Um, so there's really not a, a, a time that I would recommend. Again, I'm, a, I'm recommending this as a mom, right, speaking as a mother, not as a child sex educator expert. But from my understanding of those who do uh, know more about child development, it's just best to answer the questions directly and simply when they, when they, when they offer them up to, to us as parents and as, and as adults. So we had to stop with the taboo of like, uh, you know, that big bird, bro, your brother. <laughs> that big bird, bro, that flew by and just dropped your sister. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's serving our kids well. You know, maybe that worked for another generation when there wasn't such a proliferation of sexual material all around us, you know. But mm-hmm. everything is sexualized. And women's bodies are, you know, especially used to, to as, as, a, as a sales tool. So... You know, we've got to have some smarts and some, some courage to <clears throat> counterbalance, you know, because if, if our children are opening up a fashion magazine and seeing women in posed forms that are very sexualized or they're going to the toy store and they're seeing toys where, I mean, just look at the evolution of the toy, My Little Pony. When it first came out years ago, it looked like a pony. Now you look at it and it looks like a pony with these seductive eyes. You know, dolls have changed uh, they're, they're the way dolls look today, you know, yes, Barbie was always like a, a source of contention for many people by, by, her, by her physical dimensions. But, you know, the toys today are sexualized in many ways. I, I kind of cringe sometimes when I go by. I'm like, I'm not going to buy my daughter that, that doll figure. You know, it, the doll figure looks seductive. I don't want my five-year-old daughter playing with a seductive-looking toy. So... You know, we have we we can't keep it taboo anymore because the marketers haven't, and and you know there's just so many other influences upon our children, and we have to be the you know the front runners and and give them a balanced message about love, sex, and and, and physical intimacy and romance and passion. You know, so that's that's really my philosophy on on how to how to raise children who are you know, uh, confident and and generous and spirited in all areas, including their relationship to their developing, changing bodies. So when you um, you talk to the kid about sexuality, uh, you just don't, like you said, you just have to be clear, open, and very uh, simple in the answer because otherwise they get confused. When you talk to them about sexuality and how, um, what's the difference between a man and a woman and why, you know, uh, why a couple need to be, you know, how the baby comes up and, like, what do they do? And you go simple. But at the same time, I believe that you may uh, add or we should add some kind of, like, the spiritual topic on it, like, for the love, respect, and everything that you like to say. You mentioned um, the respect about each, you know, the, between the couple and uh, the understanding, like, you know, had to be compatible and uh, 
what else are you adding to the topic? Uh, or do you just keep it very simple on the physical level and add a little bit of the spiritual level, or you go more deeply with it? I think I'm continuing to go more deeply as my children mature. So, again, my my eldest is 11. So I've gotten into more topics that are a little more um, dicey, if you will. And here's an example. So uh, this summer we were driving, and there was some news just on the radio about the rape case in, in Ohio. And my son had never heard the word rape. And so he said to me, Mommy, what's rape? And I was like, oh. You know, like this, it was like a someone had punched me in the stomach. But it, fortunately, it was just Nick and I, I'm sorry, my son and I driving in the car so I could, you know, have that conversation with him. And so I had to explain to him basically what sexual aggression was, you know, or sexual assault. And and I wanted to do it so that he understood how serious it was. And at the same time, I didn't want to frighten him. So it was really this balance. And then the other piece I put into it was, there were two other pieces I, I wanted to have this conversation with him, which was, that um, how painful it can be to that he he as a as a when he grows up to be a man can be more aware of this, and also that he can stand up and be a protector in a way. I didn't want to put a big burden on him, but I wanted him to realize that if he were you know as he gets older and let's say he's a teen and he's at a party and there are some kids who are maybe on the verge of doing something that's not okay, not to be the kind of person who's going to turn the other way, but somehow, you know, if take take the right step. Like, you know, maybe say, hey, let's cut this out. You know, help if it's a young girl being, you know, you know, she's drunk and she's being mistreated, maybe be the one to say, listen, let's get her home. This isn't cool. We shouldn't do this. Call an adult. Call it, you know, ask for help from an adult so that he had a sense of being empowered to not just be a mute bystander. And that, these are these are very serious experiences and allegations and painful ones for anybody. And so, you know, it, it it was a really powerful conversation for both of us. He had lots of questions, and I think he got the, both the seriousness of the nature, but not in a way that he felt burdened. You know, again, I I can only hope I did my best, but that there was an important piece in in terms of teaching him more about respect for even people who aren't his his potential partners. And so, and, and you know, while we didn't have that spirituality per se in that, I did say how it can be very damaging and it can take a lot for a person to heal if something like this happens to them because it's not just their body that's wounded. A lot of times it's sort of their heart and their spirit that can be devastated by this kind of experience. So it's it's... This was this was the heaviest conversation I've ever had. Most of them have been a lot simpler and more joyful and and even funny at times. Um, but the topic warranted. You know, he asked, "What is rape?" I had to answer it. I didn't want to just skirt around the the issue. And um, it's not easy. And I always wondered myself, you know, am I doing the best I can do? Did I say too much? Did I say too little? Did I say the right thing? Uh, and I guess time will tell, but given the way society functions today, uh, I don't think we can afford to turn the other cheek on this or keep, you know, keep our head in the sand about our children and sex. So um, that's my best advice is be brave, you know. <laughs> be aware of what's happening. Talk about 
you know, with kids and their cell phones and sexting and teenagers and, you know, let them know that if they send anything that's inappropriate, it's it's not a good idea. It's not going to be ever private. Once it's out there, it's available for the whole, you know, Internet to see in a way. And, and so they really have to have, like, we've got to give them more tools to, you know, to, to navigate this, this season in their life so that they don't end up, you know, doing something that they're going to regret later. Um, and we can only do our best. We can't protect them from everything. But we certainly aren't doing our best if we're silent. Yes, that's, that's the topic, a very important topic about, like, um, respecting um, other people, you know, with the rape and all that, respecting nature of the body, but the soul and and the life. And, uh, yeah, it's a very intense topic. I, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't even see myself be able to answer this, answer that so deeply without meditating on it. <laughs> um, oh, it's not easy, believe me. I mean, I speak about it now, but... It, you know, in the moment, like I said, in the moment it felt like somebody had just punched me in the gut. I'm like, oh, now I have to have this conversation? I wasn't prepared for this one. It's not easy, but they get easier with practice. And our kids give us a lot of opportunities, you know, to to answer them frankly. Um, we just have to pay attention. And sometimes if I've had a couple of you know, friends ask me, well, my son is so-and-so age and he hasn't asked me any questions yet, what should I do? And I think they want permission for me to not say anything, but actually I said to them, well, at this point, I, I go with what I heard, of, you know, one child psychologist once say, which is if, you're, if you haven't had the conversation, the initial conversation with your child by the time they're eight, by the time they're 10, someone else will have told them about it. So my advice to parents whose children are in that time frame is, manufacture the conversation, you know, buy a book, get it on the coffee table, you know, let them open it when they're curious and, you know, create an opportunity for them to know they can ask you the questions because you just don't want them to learn this from the wrong person or the wrong way, right? Yeah. Like, yes, and and, and, and it is one of the, in my personal life, <laughs> I'm like, I'm always telling my people in my personal life in the show anyway. With my daughter, I have experienced that uh, she's five, like your daughter. Uh-huh. And uh, unfortunately, um, the back, you know, back in New York, I, you know, I have an amazing babysitter. I love her to death. She she was great. Unfortunately, her kids were uh, at one level um, older, getting older. They were watching all these shows. And when my daughter was being babysat, even though I didn't want her to watch TV, and I was very strict about, like, not having TV, just, like, very, you know, nice games and shows for kids and, like, educational and pretty much Spanish, and I didn't want her to be too much on the TV. I kind of realized that the kids were watching uh, a lot of uh, shows, and some of the shows were, like, with cursing, and they were, were like, uh, about sexuality, and, and, and I don't know that. I don't know here in America, there's that show that is a cartoon show, but it's really like uh, for dope because the vocabulary and the whole uh, critical, you know, logistic of it is literally just for dope. They have nothing yeah. to do. <laughs> it's, um, it's that with the dog and the baby that the baby talk and the dog. I don't know, like, the name of the show, but it's American uh, Family, something like that. So, family Guy or something like that? Yeah, Family Guy, and they have these, 
and you know, they talk like in the sexuality part, and the kids watch that, and I'm like, oh my god, how can you watch that? You know, how can you watch that show when it's like it's, it's really not good? Like I said, like yeah, TV and movies have a lot of influence. So yeah, I think I realized that. They were watching also Pregnancy Teen, Teen Pregnancy, that show. I don't even watch TV, so to be honest with you. I have no clue what's going on out there. Because I don't have TV. My mom always fights at me. She's like, you should get a cable. I'm like, I don't want cable. Anything I want, I had it on, online, on the computer, Internet. I, 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 I take what I want to watch to educate myself in the same way I do it with my, ch- my child. But unfortunately, when you have a babysitter, when they go to another people to be taken care of, you have, you, your power can't go so long, you know, like you don't have that overpower, like going to their house and to the TV for, for you because you got to work. So yeah, I, realized yeah. that, I realized that she was watching these shows and with other kids and not being monitored, you know, monitored in a way that, hey, you can't watch, you know, Trinity, you can't watch this, or the kids, like they will get into fights. So at the end of the day, even if she just watched like two minutes of the show, now I am paying the consequences of it because I feel that uh, my daughter's act. My daughter is not acting, but my daughter he had like I think like the education part, like you said, like if you don't talk about it, I think I feel it was one of my mistakes. And if you don't talk, about it, I I didn't think about it. You know, like I'm not thinking about it because I'm like it's five years old. She's not exposed to that yet. But then they realized that she was exposed by all the people and. Just those two minutes of watching a show that is like I, I would not recommend it to really watch it for an adult. I, I mean, I mean, how can you just how can you just bring back that? Because I can definitely tell that one aspect. Even though all children, I think, affected by this, and uh, they having like the concept of sexuality, of of, of intimacy, of touching, of, of kissing, and and sometimes my daughter comes to me and says, you know. You know, I'm just waiting for my prince. <laughs> I'm like, you know, give me my kiss. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm in trouble. So how do you break them from from that little two minutes that really, you know, invaded their their life and their, their brain and their heart and their soul in some aspects? You know, that's an excellent question and an excellent point because the, really the, 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 the way things are, we, we can't filter out. 100% of everything we'd like to filter out from what our kids see. But we can empower them. And sometimes I have found that innuendo will go right over my children's head. They won't even know it. That's the piece about how adults can pick up on the erotic eroticism of something and the children might not pick up on it. What concerns me more as a mom isn't so much the sexual com- the comments or the little jokes. It's when my daughter or son see. Uh, the the women or girls being portrayed in a certain way on television, which is really, you know, the very sexualized or objectified or, you know, they're acting in a way that might be, you know, um, crudish, more crude or, 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 or sleazy in somehow, and that they think that that's the way, it, you know, teenage girl is supposed to behave, talk, act, or, or, or treat other people or, or get her way by, by being, you know, the sexiest in the crowd. Um, so what I've I've had a couple of conversations along this with my son, and I use fashion magazines as a platform to talk about like is that how you think women should be posed and look and stand and be and then and like invite him to look around him and see 
how women in the real world are and what they should, you know, what, how they behave, and for him to sort of see that there's a big difference between what's on television or in a fashion magazine or in a gossip magazine and who women really are. And so to help him, even though he's going to see all of these different images, and, and his sister as well, even though he's going to see them, to always remind him to put on that other pair of glasses that we've been, you know, building as, as, as parents for, since he was born, which are to see the world with with uh, those maybe those innocent eyes as much as possible. I don't know if that's making any sense, but I'm really, you know, I can't undo what he's seen, but I can only just make sure that I expose him to see more of what I believe is right and good and wholesome and loving and respectful. And so, you know, that would be my best advice for your daughter is to let her also be witness to women and girls behaving in ways that are empowering and and confident and loving and not to hide from the sexuality or the sensuality but to see a to be exposed to a balanced um point of view and uh you know have a conversation well when people speak that way we don't speak that way in our family that's not that's not our value system. That's a show that's a joke, and they're poking fun at people. But we don't do that in the real life. You know, it's not it's not proper or correct behavior. You know, that, that would be my best advice. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely one of those topics that we can continue for hours and hours, and just have like a nice coffee, and then go into brunch, and then go into dinner, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, it's a very, um, it's a very important topic that, um, as part of the movement of liberating the beauty uh, revolution, is about breaking free so we can create uh, amazing platforms. And the platforms are created so we can um, give those platforms, inherit those platforms of of wellness and peace and true happiness and true wisdom to our future generations. And at the same time, you know, uh, you know, holding from the the wisdom of Asian uh, Asian societies that we have, like the Egyptians, the Celtics, the Incas, and you know that they have amazing wisdom in a uh, in, in in every aspect of our life, spiritual, mental, physical, and and it's a very uh, uh, to be honest with you, sexuality is 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 in the esoteric agnostic community is pretty much the beginning of all. And like in the spiritual part of it, uh, in the spiritual part of, of of life, sexuality is the beginning of all. And I feel that uh, teaching our kids that important, uh, you know, no, I mean, I, I don't know the word, I just ran out of the words, but that important uh, topic is like it will help them to really create a life, a, a very fulfilled life, a very harmful life, like a, a life that where they're very content and they're very whole and they don't feel empty and alone. And it's a very important topic for children and for parents, for us, to, to educate our children so in the future they don't feel judged and they don't feel... Um, Alone in their life about this topic at all because it really I feel like it's a very very um, powerful and like you said it's about power in kids and power in 
people to really embrace these um, this topic and embrace themselves so they can truly be happy and attract what they really need in their life. Agreed, agreed. And, and you know, we can only do our best by, by being, just speaking from the heart and speaking, you know, um, from a place of, of mindfulness and uh, and compassion. So thank you for letting me share my thoughts on on how to, you know, interact with our children and, and, and guide them and teach them in this, their development. I really do appreciate the opportunity to share that on this platform. So thank you. No, thank you for stepping up and coming into the light, babe. It's like, that's what we need. We need the people who really step up out of their comfort zone and um, and help all the people to really do the same. Uh, I believe that masters, they, we, you know, master come to this world to struggle in one area in their life so they can master it and then help others to master themselves too. And I believe that <laughs> all my mentors, Yes, all my mentors had amazing mentors that we all go through uh, things in our life and our experiences and allow us to choose um, to to master that topic and, and we help others. And that's what I love. I love, I love every single one of you guys in our show. I definitely love that. But our show is have come to an end. And I really, 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 really bless you. And I thank you so much, Tina and Marie, for coming, for stepping up into this topic that a lot of people, you know, put a lot of lines behind it. And uh, you have come to the light and say, hey, I want to talk about this. And I think it's a very important topic. And I really support your your work. It is, it's a please, just let's keep in touch. Let's do another show. Uh, let's keep this movement rolling because liberating in the beauty revolution is about also liberating ourselves from these taboos and and embracing our femininity, masculinity, um, and you know our sexuality and, and embracing all of it. So we can truly be happy. That's what I want. I want to truly mm-hmm. be happy. I want to. I want my daughter truly to be happy. And having you guys in the show is just amazing. Thank you so well, thank much. Thank you. Henry. All right. Wonderful. I appreciate that. That's I, I amen to what you just said. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so I am saying my final bye to everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh please uh go to liberatinginnerbeauty.com, uh sign up for the gift and also do me a favor, do yourself a favor, go into uh, a Liberating in the Beauty uh, radio show and Blog Talk radio show where you are listening right now and uh, check out all the other speakers. Like, there's a lot of great information out there. There's amazing information and we're still going to come every week with more information and more tips and more um, in, in, inspiring and empowering uh, speakers. So, Thank you so much, Tina Marie. You can see you can say your final bye. Uh, I'm gonna say my final bye. Bless you all. I love you all and take care. Bye bye. Bye bye everyone. It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for zero dollars, so you can jam without limits. 
It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions.